Welcome to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. A podcast about events, travel, and the people who love both. Find more episodes at vacationraces.com. Welcome to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. I am with race director Lyle Anderson, and we are going over the Yosemite Race Guide. Lyle, I kind of didn't know if we would be at this point this year, and I'm really excited that we're going to California. We're going to Oakhurst, and we're going back to this beautiful, fast course this year. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm actually here right now. I actually took a trip out here um, the other day and uh, just getting some things lined out and getting ready for the race. Everybody here locally is super excited and jazzed about the event happening, and and, uh, as are we, and so... Yeah, it's going to be fun. It is. I've gonna... missed this event. I've yeah. been here since 2018. Oh, yeah, because you, yeah, that's crazy. I yeah. mean, at the time. I, just... did, I didn't come in 2019. Yeah, you didn't. Uh, we had a different race director involved. Dane was in charge of it that year. So I haven't yeah. been here since 2018. So oh. I'm super excited about it. Well, it is a treat. Yosemite is such a treat. It's an iconic national park. And, you know, I was reading some of the history in the race guide where it talked about where we know that Yellowstone is the first actual national park, but Yosemite's land was actually set aside for protection before Yellowstone was by right. President Abraham Lincoln. I mean, that this so is cool. It's been preserved for a really long time. So I'm excited to go back. I always love to go into the valley and but Yosemite, we have some different shuttle situations here. We have some different things um, that are a little bit different from some of our other events. So that's why we want to do this race guide. If you are a first-time runner with Vacation Races or you just want to kind of have a primer of everything that vac- Vacation Races is about, we want you to go back to our Welcome Orientation podcast. We have one of those. You'll find it in the list of all of our podcasts. Go and listen to that one. It's going to talk really specifically about who Vacation Races is, and what you can expect to see at every single one of our events. We're going to really hone in on what's specific to Yosemite today. But if you want to learn more about Vacation Races and about what you're going to see at the aid stations, how we mark our courses, our zero waste policies, things like that, I want you to go listen to that orientation podcast, then come back and join Lyle and I here for this discussion specifically about Yosemite. So let's dive into it, Lyle. We're going to have a drive through bib pickup. We've been doing this now since, what was our first one? Rocky Mountain last year. In... No, we did it. No, we did oh, it. Oh, no, we uh, did it. Bryce. Bryce. That's right. The yeah, Bryce Ultra. We did Bryce in the May. So it's almost been a year of us doing these drive through bib pickups, and you're just coming off of the Zion Ultra that we just finished up last weekend. And people right. were so impressed at how well this drive through bib pickup works. And we're going to bring it back here for Yosemite to keep everybody safe and healthy, everybody social distance. So kind of give us a breakdown of what Friday is going to look like as far as our schedule and bib pickup. Yeah. So um, really it's going to be, we're, we're, we're actually extending our hours for the bib pickup just to hopefully reduce um, everybody all showing up at one time. So we can kind of help spread that out because we are, we are having to funnel everybody through a small area to, to hand out their bibs. So uh, bib pickup's going to be from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Friday the 7th. Um, it's going to be at Rec Point. But uh, Colleen and I were just talking about this a little bit ago. Um, part of our plan to try and facilitate keeping the line moving and, and making sure everything runs really smooth is we're going to be utilizing the Denver Church day use area right next to Rec Point as kind of a, 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 an area to kind of key everybody up 
before sending them over to rec point to actually pick up their stuff. And so how that's going to look is when you get out there in your vehicle, you're going to loop through the Denver church day use area first. And when you're there in Denver church, uh, we're going to get your name and, and all that information and radio it over to our bib pickup tent over in the rec point area. So that by the time you get over there, they'll have your shirt, your hydro pouch and your bib all ready for you. And they can just hand it to you and you can go. This is so going to kind of be, it's going to be like Chick-fil-A. It's, it's kind of right, like Chick-fil-A. Right. I mean, That's, we have we, to, we, we do get our inspiration from many, many sources. We, so. we have to give props to Chick-fil-A because it's, it's an amazing <laughs> thing that they have been doing during COVID. I mean, that line right. can be at least here in St. George where we have a Chick-fil-A. It can be 40 people deep and man, they, they do a good job. So, so you guys can help us out by making sure you spread out that time. And when you get to Oakhurst, when you're coming down to Bass Lake, come to Bib Pickup. Use that time. Um, if you know that you're coming a little bit late, try to avoid those high times. What's generally our high time for Bib so Pickup? We, we usually see a big surge right, right when Bib Pickup opens. So right at 10 o'clock is usually a big surge. And then usually right before it ends is another big surge. So any time in between is a great time to come. Yeah. So just plan on that. Have your all your information and your IDs all ready to go. And we'll have lots right. of volunteers. And the drive through bid pickup, it really has been going so well. And I think it's going to be a great experience for everybody here. But it does take a little bit of patience because if everybody does show up at one time, it, it takes us a few minutes. But that's right. okay. We'll get you through. And we're also going to have our, our merchandise uh, on sale there at Rec Point. Um, and so kind of the idea is if you're wanting to stop and shop for any of the merchandise, you can pick up your bib and, and shirt, and then you can go park and walk over there and, and do your shopping. But that way, at least it's, it's keeping the line moving very, right. very swiftly through rec points. So. Yeah, so you'll still be able to do your, your little shopping. Megan's going to bring all the awesome stuff that she has for race merchandise and the new vacation races gooders. She's got these VR gooders that are amazing. So you'll have to check them out at the merchandise they're, tent. They're, they're definitely gooder. They are definitely gooder than all the other gooders you've ever had. Okay. So we pick <laughs> our bib up. What if we need to pick our, pick our bib up race morning? Is that encouraged? What's the situation look like with that? Uh, yeah, they, we'll still have bib pickup available. It's going to be at the starting line. So you'll have to take the shuttle up to the start to get your bib. Um, but we'll have we'll have it available there. I, I would not say that it's encouraged, um, but it is available. So OK, we, we'd love you to come between 10 and 7 on Friday. We're going to have lots of volunteers. Just get yourself down to Rec Point right off of Bass Lake and we will have volunteers that will help you navigate that drive through bib pickup. So it's, it's going to be great. What's fueling your race? Is nature powering your run? Nature's sunshine puts the power of nature into your hands with world-class herbs and supplements, protein powders, and active nutrition formulas designed to keep you healthy for the long haul. With nearly 50 years of expertise and an impeccable reputation for excellence in the natural health industry, we're proud to partner with Vacation Races to offer you 15% off your order. Just use promo code NSPVR at checkout. That's NSPVR. Live better, climb higher, dream bigger, dig deeper, and power your game with the power of nature at naturesunshine.com. So you spoke about shuttles, Lyle. That's a big thing for this Yosemite Half Marathon is our shuttle schedule. So let's let's start early in the morning. 
we're ready to go. And it depends on where you're staying and what your wave that you're assigned to is going to determine what shuttle you need to be on. So let's start with those who are staying around Bass Lake, at lodging at Miller's or the Forks or the Pines or at our Vacation Races campground. Those four places, tell us what is different with their shuttle schedule. So they, they just have one shuttle uh, pickup time at those places, and it's going to be it's going to be um, picking up around four twenty, um, four thirty, somewhere around that time frame. So if you're picking it up at Miller's, um, it's going to pick up there first, and then it'll stop it at the Forks and pick up there on its way to uh, Rec Point, and then it'll pick up people there. We'll also have dedicated shuttles at Rec Point picking up. But if there's any room on the buses after they've picked up at Miller's and the Forks, then it would also stop at Rec Point and pick up any other uh, runners that might need a ride. But, uh, but 4.30 is your t- 4.20. You really need to be ready to go mm-hmm. out on the road, out on the main road. There's only one main yep. road around Bass Lake. Be yep. out on the main road um, looking yep. for that shuttle at 4.20. Be ready to go because there's not going to yep. be any other shuttles. If you miss that one, you're kind of out of luck. You'll have to drive into Oakhurst and take one of the shuttles from there yeah. if you miss that one. And it doesn't matter what what wave you're assigned to, because on your bib, you're going to be assigned to a wave. And regardless of the wave you're assigned to, if you're staying at one of these locations around Bass Lake, the Miller's Forks, camp, our Vacation Races Campground, or the Pines, you're taking that early shuttle at 420. Be ready to go at 420. Correct. So Correct. Great. So for the yeah, rest and, of and, everybody... And, and, yeah, and then anybody else, it, it really depends largely on what color wave you're in because okay. we have we have assigned parking times, loading times, and start times based on based on what color wave you're in. And and the reason we're doing that is really to help reduce all the traffic all showing up at one time trying to park because it it definitely can turn into a to a disaster really quick if uh, if everybody all chooses to show up all at one time. So uh, to kind of help with social distancing and uh, and minimizing our grouping sizes, you know, we we really spread out the the parking times and the loading times to try and help facilitate that. So okay. it's it's in the race guide. Uh, Colleen and I can go through it here real quick just to kind of reiterate it, but definitely familiarize yourself with what uh, time is outlined in the race guide so that you know, okay, I need to show up at this time to park. They're going to load my wave at this time and I should be up at the start. And the, and the way the start's going to work is we, we put times in the race guide as far as what time you're starting, but that that's not necessarily accurate. It's whatever time your bus gets there. It's an open rolling start. So you can just begin once your once your bus unloads you and you're feeling ready to go. So you can get off the bus. You can go use the bathrooms, get some hot chocolate, some coffee, uh, stretch. You know, get a, get some water, whatever you need to do, and then it's just an open rolling start from there. So you can just make your way over the starting line and begin whenever you're ready. Yeah. So uh, it's, once your bus is dropped off, it is really important that we stick to this plan, and you guys can really help us out on this. Page six in your race guide is where you're actually going to see that little chart, and. We're going to go through it. So, Lyle, let's let's take an example. I am assigned to the green wave, okay? So, I have a parking time assigned to me at 4.30. So, I need to make my way over to the parking lot by 4.30. My scheduled time to load my shuttle is 5 o'clock. Those shuttles are just going to be loading and leaving, loading and leaving. So, as soon as they're loaded, they'll be leaving. 
And then my projected start time-ish is about 6.30 because how long is the drive on the shuttle? How long is it going to take? It it's it just depends, but yeah, it's, it's usually about an hour drive to get up there. So okay, so plan for the hour in the shuttle, and then once you get up there, once you get yourself all settled, really, I love how this start line is going to open because there's no standing around and waiting. If it's chilly or something, you're able right. to just go. Um, yeah, that's always been that's always been one of the hardest things about this start is it it's cold up there at the top of the mountain, and so uh, yeah, you don't have to stand around and freeze waiting to waiting to begin your race. Now you can just you can just get up there and go as soon as you're ready. So, um, so it definitely will, will help out in that regard. And, and, and really the, the way we're, we're trying to spread everybody out is by the bus. And so, um, it really is important that, uh, that we only send one bus at a time so that we're only dealing with that group of 50 at a time that we're, that we're having to have. Yeah. Because of our, our, our COVID-19 restrictions, we want to, Keep it to about 50 people showing up at a time at the start line and getting 50 people out. So the buses are going to be loaded with about-ish 50 people. And as you get to the start line, you'll have plenty of room and plenty of time to get yourself settled and then start. And it should it really should flow really nicely up there with the shuttles coming. We just need to really stick to this parking and loading system that's on page six of the race guide. So familiarize yourself with that. When you get your bib, you are going to see which wave you're assigned to. And we ask that you stick to that. Lyle, what happens if I'm running with my dad and my brother and they're assigned to a different wave than I am? What's the situation there? It's fine. We're, we're not, we're not policing this. We're just, it's just a a general guideline that we're trying to follow. And, And really if, if everybody can stick to this schedule as best as possible. It's going to help. It's going to help all of us to uh, make the event run as smooth as possible. So, yeah. So we really encourage you to stay within the wave that you are, but we do understand there's some circumstances. But we don't, we don't have the same issues that we had like at Saguaro where we're putting everybody onto a narrow trail and that we can't, you know, that we can't work with you. So we definitely can, can work with, uh, we definitely can work with, uh, people that want to stay together too. So, yeah, so it's, it's going to be great. The shuttle loading is always the important part here at Yosemite to get everybody up to the start because Lyle, there is absolutely positively no parking allowed at the start. There's no driving up that road allowed kind of talk through what that road's like and why that is the situation. Well, we're going to have buses going two directions up this windy mountain road. So first of all, like that the road's already going to be pretty maxed out as far as vehicles on there. And if we're trying to deal with cars that are impatiently trying to get around them or, or even just stuck in the middle, it, it just adds to the congestion and slows down our buses being able to get to the start. And then also, like you just said, there is literally nowhere for them to park. The bus is already having to do like a three point turnaround to turn around up there. So any, any cars are not welcome. And, as per our permit requirements, no spectators are allowed either. So please help us out with that. And and uh, if you're a spectator wanting to spectate, just please don't. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not welcome at this event. There and, is uh, absolutely no drop-off or parking at the start. No one can drive correct. you up there. You must be on a shuttle in order to start this race. And we, we just need your help with that because our permits, you know, and we'll talk about this a little bit more as we get into kind of our COVID-19 policy, but our permits require us to do certain things. And we're going to have the Forest Service out there. We're going to have the California Land Management out there. 
And they gave us this permit because we said that this is our plan. And you guys are so important to executing that plan and making sure that our race continues and that we hold the trust of these agencies that we work with. Nerding out on data, perfecting the optimal training and nutrition plan, aiming for progression in PRs. Sound like you? Well, Gnarly Nutrition can relate. Featuring a full line of honest sports nutrition products, Gnarly provides the best nutrition possible for all types of mountain athletes. Because they offer great tasting and reputable products, Vacation Races trust Gnarly to be the on-course hydration sponsor. With the low-calorie, high-electrolyte Gnarly Hydrate for shorter races and the calorie, electrolyte, and amino acid-filled Gnarly Fuel 2.0 for longer races. Gnarly is here, taking the bonking out of your big day. Use code vacation 15 during checkout at gonarly.com for 15% off. All right. So we've got everybody up to the start. They're going to get started. We're going to have gear drop up there. If it's cold, we'll have some, a gear drop. You can bring your gear drop bag. You can grab a gear drop bag. We'll have one for you. You can put your bib number on it. We'll take that clothing down to the finish line for you. And so you can bundle up. It generally is a little bit chilly up here at the start of Yosemite. Um, it's, right. it's even been in the twenties before every year's a little different. Um, but it can be pretty cold up there, but it, de- it tends to warm up really nicely. Right. And, and, and I, I kind of like to discuss that in a little bit more detail about uh, gear check. So normally the way we've done it in the past is we've had two heats, which have made it really easy for us to take all the gear check bags from one heat down uh, and then we start the next heat. And then as soon as we've started all them to bring it all down and, and take it all to the finish line where this is going to be an open rolling start for the duration of the, the start of the event. Um, we're not going to have those breaks in the, in the, uh, the runners to bring gear check bags down. So we're going to have a dedicated person whose job is to just, be going back and forth continually and bringing them back. So, um, so it, it may, it may be uh, longer for some people waiting for gear check bags to get back there, but we're going to do our best to try and try and keep them rolling on a pretty steady um, schedule to get them back to the finish line so that they're there for you when, when you finish your race. And then as far as like clothing drop um, clothing drop, if you do, choose to discard any clothing at mile three because of because of the nature of the the um the trail that we're running on and everything it's it's going to be and 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 also to reiterate we're not having a break in the runners right uh, it's going to be really difficult for us to retrieve those clothes until after the last runner has gone through there so if there is something that you're wanting to discard at that mile three aid station clothing drop um either discard something that you don't care to get back or something that you're willing to be patient with uh, us bringing it back because there's a good chance that it's going to be, it's going to be until all the runners are past that mile three aid station and it's broken down before we can retrieve those clothes and bring them back to the finish line. So. Yeah. So, you know, don't, don't take anything. If, if you were wearing something that you want to have at the finish, you might want to keep it on you tied around your waist or something like that um, because it, it's a little bit different situation on this. And we're going to have that rec point. We're going to be there for a while. You can always come back to rec point to pick up some stuff. We'll have those gear bags available until about 3 p.m. Is that what I saw in the race guide, Lyle? Right. Yeah. So you can come back and grab those if they're they're not there and ready for you at that point. So a little, little bit different situation with that. 
aid stations aisle. We got six of them out there, and they're going to be fully stocked like Vacation Races always does. Gnarly Hydrate is going to be on the course, and we'll have our Honey Stinger gels. We'll have some cut-up fruit towards the the later aid stations, but you'll have your aid stations and cup-free. We're always cup-free at Vacation Races as well. Um, details about our aid stations, of course, are on that orientation podcast. So we encourage you to go back and listen to that. If you've never seen one of our aid stations in action, you can listen to all the details that we have there. Okay. So people are on the course. Lyle, tell me about this course here at Yosemite. It has, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, 2,500 feet of descent total until we get back down to the lake. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. It's a, it's a, it's a doozy. It's a fast course. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a beautiful course though as well. So we start out uh, we start out on on Forest Service up the top of this uh, this road known as Sky Ranch Road, and uh, when we run down a Forest Service road, it's a uh, it's a very um, isolated, uh, quiet uh, road with with tall pine trees all around. It's it's really pretty pretty uh, amazing. Every time I like I said I'm up here right now and we were just out there checking it out yesterday. And like, every time I, I get on this, this course, I'm just like, Oh man, this is such a, this is such a pretty one. So uh, yeah. it's, it's like that for the first four miles and then our first five miles. And then it, you spit out onto the pavement um, at, on Bayshore road. And it's uh and then once you get on that pavement, it's, it's a really fast uh, downhill, downhill stretch from mile five to mile 10. Um, so just, just be prepared to have your your quads screaming at you by the time you get to mile ten. Well, and I um, and once you get back down to the lake, things start flattening out a bit, and you still have a couple miles yeah. to run. So yeah, and, and, and once you get to mile ten, that's the thing that's that's always funny. It's deceiving too, is because you get down to mile ten, and it just flattens out around the lake, and you've got you know a couple little rollers here and there going around the lake, but for the most part, it's pretty flat. But it feels it feels like just an uphill grind yeah. because you're so used to running downhill. So like, just, just be prepared for that. By the time you get there, like you you still got to have some, some uh, gas left in the tank. Cause it's, it's going to be a little bit more challenging once you get there, but yeah, for sure. Plan for, you know, plan for those later miles as you're running down that really fast Bayshore road. It, it is going to be spectacular. It's going to be beautiful. This is a fan favorite race. People love it. I was looking at our demographics of who's coming to this race. We have 32 teams that are going to be represented. There's oh, just over a quarter of our half marathoners running with us at Yosemite are first timers. And this is what I love, Lyle, is half of the people that are going to be with us have never visited Yosemite National Park. So this is going to be their first time there. So it's going to be exciting for yeah. everybody. I, I'm really excited to be there. This is, again, something that all fi- I've been all looking forward to. All 50 states are represented. Yes, yes, all 50 states. And we have Eight some countries. Yep, we have some countries that are represented as well. Canada, Great Britain, Germany, uh, Kyrgyzstan, Mexico, Norway, Russia, and Switzerland. So that's that's going to be fun. So let's yeah. get to the, the finish line. We get to the finish line. And what can we expect at the finish line once we get there? Again, kind of to reiterate, uh, we're not going to have spectators there, but it's going to be, but it's going to still be amazing. We're going to have, we're going to have, uh, you know, the same things that you, you can expect at any of our finish lines. We'll have, you know, your fiffle boxes, your bananas, your chocolate, an amazing metal, uh, finisher metal that you can receive. Um, Megan will be there at the finish line selling merchandise. 
Um, so if anybody wants to go and do a little shopping after they ran, uh, the merchandise booth will be set up there uh, as well on, on race day. And then, and then the buses will just be loading as, as, as readily as you're wanting to jump on them and, and head back to your car. So. So Lyle, after the finish, if I'm staying at Miller's, the Forks or the Pines, are there going to be different shuttles going back to those locations where I was picked up in the morning? Yeah, we'll have we'll have a designated shuttle going to those places. The majority of the shuttles will be going back to Oakhurst where all the parking is there, but we will have designated shuttles going to those other two locations uh, at Miller's and the Forks and also the Pines. And so when you're loading the shuttles, just make sure you tell them where you're going so that they can make sure you get on the right bus. Perfect. So we'll get everybody back to where you originally started for your shuttle morning, your early shuttle morning. And that, and then we'll just celebrate in Yosemite. It's going to be great. You definitely want to download our Sparks Challenges app. We have this Sparks Challenge app that's going to give you recommendations on different hikes you can do, fun activities in the area that we're going to be visiting. So download that before you get there and you can earn some free swag if you do some of those. It's kind of like our club hikes and our trifecta activities that we used to have. We're phasing those into this Sparks Challenge app. So look in the race guide and you can check that out as well for different recommendations. All right, let's talk a little, Lyle, about our COVID-19 policies. Where do we need to mask up? What are we going to see as far as protecting everybody's health and wellness while we're here in the state of California and especially in Oakhurst. So, yeah, the 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 um, start and finish line in, anywhere where we're congregating, um, we're going to ask that everybody is wearing masks in those areas. Um, but and on the bus, of course. Um, but then once you once you start started running, you can you can take your mask off. So that's. That's really the main thing is just anytime you're around other people, just make sure that you're being, being, you know, respectful and that you put your mask on. But as soon as you start running, you can take it off. Great. So make sure you have a mask with you. Um, Keep it in your pack or something like that in your waistband to make sure you have it. So once you cross the finish line, we can put those masks back on and keep everybody safe. And again, that's the reason why we're able to be here. We have a COVID-19 plan. And the different organizations and agencies we work with, we are permitted based on that plan. So you guys are a huge part of us executing that and making sure that we mask up when we need to and keep your social distance. And then we're going to have a great race and it's going to be so fun. It's It's been great this year in 2021 to kind of bring people back to racing. A lot of people, this is going to be their first race that they've done in 12 months. And it's exciting that they're choosing vacation races and we're excited to host you guys and we would just want to make this a super sex successful event and your help goes a long way as far as that goes you know lyle i was looking at the course records for yosemite 10909 <laughs> my gosh this is, a, this, this is a fast course this is a fast course that was set by eric jones back in 2018 when you were there last and on the yeah. female side we got a 12201 and that was mary kate anzelmini and so pretty incredible speed on there. So look forward to that. I don't, I don't ever say that Yosemite's easy because sometimes I feel like downhill racing can be harder than anything. Right. But if you've got the legs for it, this course will give you plenty back as far as PRs go. Let's talk about people who are being competitive, maybe running for some of these overall times. Uh, as far as awards ceremony, as far as them lining up at the start line, what's your recommendations here? Everybody's on chip time, right? Right. Everybody's on chip time. So we're not going to have an award ceremony, but we will be, we will be, uh, 
acknowledging and sending out the awards after the event, uh, after we've pulled all of our, our uh, timing uh, data and verified, you know, who, who actually placed in those, in those areas. Um, but anybody who's going for, for overall awards, we would, we would definitely recommend that they all end up in that blue wave um, there at the beginning where we're, where we're planning to start all them just so that, so that you know who your competitors are. So we want to make sure that, that, uh, but again, like I said, all, all those awards are going to be based off of chip time. So it's not necessarily critical, but it, it definitely does help for anybody who likes to know who they're who they're racing against. So. Yeah, there could be somebody who starts an hour behind you who actually could beat you in this chips right. chip scenario. So just be aware of that. And we will definitely run some is our timing company and they will have results and just check back on those results at runsome.com or runsignup.com where you signed up for the event. You can find all of that data once we finish the event and have that all in. And then we'll ship out those awards to you. You get a little package from Vacation Races with those fun awards medals in it. Um, Lyle, Pacers. I was just thinking about Pacers. We've got Pacers with Beast Pacing who are going to be in all the different waves. So if you're interested in running with a Pacer, how do we we manage that? Yeah, so so the Pacers are basically going to be assigned like the waves just like they would at any of our other races. Um, So... Um, but they're going to be, they're going to be specifically assigned to each of those colored waves. And so, uh, you know, obviously if you're jumping on a bus that you're not supposed to be on, um, then there's a good chance you're not going to have the pacer that you want, uh, in that particular wave. So just be aware of that. If you're, if you're wanting to run with one of the pacers, uh, they're going to be loading the buses the same time you are. So just maybe try and keep an eye on them down there at the bottom when they're when they're loading buses and and uh try and make sure that uh that you can stick with them all the way up until the they begin the race so yeah you can't miss them they're going to be in their bright yellow fluorescent tops and they'll have those pacer signs with them so you won't won't be able to miss right. them they're easy to spot and if you stay within your rave assignment you should be with the correct pacer as well we hit on it a minute ago, Lyle, but there are no spectators, no spectator parking, no spectator shuttles for this event. So what are some options for spectators to track their runners when they're out on the course? Well, we'll have, uh, we'll have the uh, RaceJoy app. So anybody who's, anybody who's wanting to track their runner, uh, the runner, of course, has to download and turn on the RaceJoy app for you to be able to track them. But that it would be the best way to verify and to track where your runner's at on the course is utilizing that race joy app. So I would highly recommend uh, all runners uh, that have spectators that are going to be interested in that to download the race joy app and, and to, and to make sure they turn it on when they begin the race. Uh, just be aware that it does, it does uh, drain your battery faster. So you're going to want to make sure that you have a full battery to start your race. Um, but, uh, but other than that, uh, we, we just did our Zion ultra last weekend and I was very impressed. Yes. How many hundred milers that ran our hundred mile race had their race joy app on the entire time. So they must've had like, uh, some sort of battery charge, you know, portable charger or something with them that they were using to keep their, their phone charged, but it is another option. So if you are carrying your phone and wanting to utilize the race joy app, just be aware it does drain your battery faster. So if you have a portable charger, maybe bring that along too, just as a way to keep your battery charged throughout the uh, the duration of the events. Yeah, and the RaceJoy app really works well. We tracked a 100 miler just at this event that we're talking about, Zion Ultra, just this last weekend, and it worked great. It really did work well. And 
if you've got a good battery, it's probably going to make it through the event. Um, this isn't a hundred miler. You're not going to be out there for 30 right. plus hours. Right. But if you do have battery problems, you might want to just take that into consideration. And then your runner, the runner is going to start the race joy app as soon as they start the cross, as soon as they cross the start line. And then when the spectator logs in, they can see the runner and see their position on the RaceJoy app. It's really convenient and it's a great way to, you can even cheer them on on the app. You can send them a little song record. You can send them a song. You can send them a cheer. It's really a fun app, especially at an event like this one. We cannot have spectators. And if spectators do show up, Lyle doesn't want to be the bad guy. We don't We don't want to play policeman. Yeah, don't event. make me be a bad guy because unfortunately I will be a bad guy if I have to, but I don't want to be. No, so. he's so just Lyle is super nice. He's a teddy bear, but <laughs> he does have to enforce the rules and uh, he doesn't want to have to do that. So please, please, please no spectators at the start. No spectators at the finish line at rec point. We love your spectators. We cannot wait to have them back. But for this event, there are absolutely no spectators, no spectator shuttles, and there's no spectator parking. So keep that in mind. But And it it really does pain me to say that because spectators do make the event a lot of fun. And it is and it does bring a lot of energy to the finish line that we that we are definitely going to miss this year. But like I said, some things are just out of our control. We're doing the event, though, and that's a that's a big thing. And we're excited to be doing the event. And so. Uh, we're just going to take what we can get right now. And that is that we're able to put the event on. And uh, these are the, these are the, the, you know, the stipulations that we have to abide by to be able to make it happen. So yeah, just help so. us out with that. Help us out with all of that. Make sure to check out your paper race, race guide. You should have got it in a PDF form on an email. You'll also be able to pick one up. That's a paper one at the event if you need to. But make sure to go back, listen to our orientation and our welcome podcast. If you are new to vacation races, that's going to fill in some of the gaps as far as things that we didn't talk that are specific to Yosemite. But I'm just excited. Lyle, before we get out of here, I want you to give... One recommendation while you're in Yosemite to somebody who's not been there before. What's one recommendation, one hike, one restaurant that you think they need to go to? Wow. I know. Uh, that's well, it's a big one. I'll, I'll tell you, the place that I never I never can leave uh, this race not eating at is Taco Bell. Excuse <laughs> me? I'm like, what? Taco Bell? I love going over to the Forks to eat. Come on, Lyle. It's got to be better than Taco Bell. I, I'm kidding, but I'm not at the same time. Um, yeah, Southgate Brewery is amazing. Yes, um, they are. I've never had anything bad there. Uh, I did I did just uh, yesterday try out a new uh, Indian cuisine place. It's right across from the uh, uh, Visit Yosemite um, office, and, and, uh, and it was actually not too bad. It's a pretty small, quaint little uh, little place but it was it was pretty good um but yeah there's a there's a lot i'd say southgate brewery is is a must you gotta go gotta go try out southgate brewery yeah uh, as far as hikes go so this is kind of this is kind of a little sad what i'm gonna share with you right now but also something that is good for all of our runners to be aware of the the area suffered from a really crazy windstorm back in january Uh, they had winds up over a hundred miles an hour blowing through here that just ripped trees in half and just really wreaked havoc on the area. Um, inside the park, uh, there's a, there's a grove of giant, uh, sequoias 
called Mariposa Grove. And uh, they've been actually working on um, putting in this really nice boardwalk system and everything there to improve uh, this grove for visitors and stuff. And they had just finished it this year. And this windstorm actually knocked over 15 giant sequoias, like uprooted them right out of the ground and everything. That's hard to believe. If you've seen these trees, it is hard to believe that. Wow. Wow. Crazy. So Mariposa Grove is closed. Right. Yeah. So Mariposa Grove is closed again. So unfortunately that can't be. There's another grove of trees that's actually up on your way to the starting line known as Nelder Grove. And it's a really awesome one that's just on Forest Service land. But again, same problem there. Uh, this wind really wreaked havoc on a lot of the trees. And and the Forest Service is trying to get up there and get all of it cleared out. And there's a good chance that they might have it cleared out by then. So maybe check with us during the race and we can give you an update on on what the status is on Nelder Grove. Um, because if you, ain't, if you can't go to Mariposa Grove, Nelder Grove is definitely worth worth going taking a visit. To and Nelder Grove is sequoia. beautiful. It's it's really quiet yeah. up in there. I really enjoyed right. Nelder Grove. Really, really yeah, liked it up there. It's awesome. But again, it's it's you know it's it's uh it's pretty uh inaccessible right now. So that one's not uh, that one's not uh, you're not able to to get at that one right now. But aside from that, one of my favorite things to do is just to drive into Yosemite Valley. There are some there are plenty of amazing hikes that, that can be whatever you want them to be short or long. Um, but one of my favorite things to do there that I don't even know why it just, it just is always amazing to me is, is to be in the park, right. As it's getting dark and watch all the climbers uh, as they're climbing El Capitan, like just see all their headlights on yeah. the rock face. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing and uh, pretty inspiring too. So. Yeah, it is. It's an incredible, the Valley is an incredible place um, Glacier Point, uh, something easy to drive to, to get a great view up there as well. Right. Um, if you are planning to go into the Valley, make sure you check out the National Park Service website because they do have some time restricted entry tickets and things like that going on. So if you're planning to drive into the Valley, the Valley can get extraordinarily crowded on a Saturday. Um, so make sure to check out the National Park Service website for exactly how to get tickets into go in there and make sure that you can be able to enjoy it because, because of COVID-19 things have been a little bit different. So, but Yosemite is going to be great. It's going to be awesome. We're excited to be there. Lyle, travel home safely, and then we'll travel back to Yosemite as well. And we're going to see everybody at our drive-through bib pickup. If you have any questions, Lyle is always just an email away. Lyle at vacationraces.com. Of course, info at vacationraces.com. If Customer service. Kaylee's on the other end of that, and she'll take care of you as well. But we're just excited to have this event. Really, this was the one in my mind, Lyle, that I was so nervous about in 2021. And here we are. <laughs> we're just a couple weeks away. So here we are. We're making it happen. We so are making super it happen. About it. So it's going to be great. Well, thank you, Lyle, for all of your work and your cruise work. We do just have such an amazing group of people who work on the other side of these events, taking care of all of our runners and. You know, we're just, it's a pleasure to always be with you guys as participants as well. And we can't wait to see you at the start line, at bib pickup, at the finish line. We're going to have a great celebration at the Yosemite Half Marathon 2021. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Colleen. You've been listening to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. 
we love your feedback. Email podcast at vacationraces.com with comments, concerns, or stories you'd love to share. Make sure to watch for more episodes coming soon to vacationraces.com. This episode was produced by Colleen Rue in the Festival Sound Studio. For information about music licensing, contact Dane at vacationraces.com.